Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Determined that the play was onside. Therefore, we have a Clearly, right? Well, never, if it's not never offside, doubt. it's got to be onside. Onside. It was onside. What are we? Uh, yeah, what's, yeah. All the, what's the big Boy, that deal? felt like a big moment at that time. Kind of did, yeah. I don't know that we expected uh, another, what, nine goals after that? You mean nine seconds after the Oilers tied it and right before the end of the period and then the oh power gosh. play to the Avs who then score on that power play for the failed challenge? Bit of a deja vu evening there. Felt a lot like another game one we witnessed. It's like we know what we're talking about, eh? Me and you. We also talked about how we were chickens to the over because it was just, there's no value. I don't know that we were. Well, that was what? There's, there's no value. We were definitely like, on the over. It's going to be over, but like it was like minus 160 to go over six. Now, come on, give us a number here. Shrewd betters aren't going to be sucked in. That's right. Just look for the value. There's no yeah. value. And I didn't find over 13 and a half anywhere on my board. Otherwise, no. I clearly would have hammered the over on that. Yeah, you could have boosted those. A bit of a sweat a for uh, the Avs minus one and a half. Didn't think that would be um, a thing. When they were led by... When they were up 7-3. Four. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that minus one and a half safe. Just auto-cash yeah. that for me. Come on now. Uh, crazy, crazy. We sat here yesterday and said, you know what this is going to be? I I expect this is going to be high event hockey. This I liked be, it at some point yesterday. Said, chances. You know, I wonder if we even see all four goalies in this series. Remember I said that yesterday. I went, do, you think, do you think we see all four? <laughs> Tonight? We might see five or six. Yeah, who's the other donkey for the Avs there? They showed a, they showed him sitting in the dressing room after this after the I think it's the second period. There's a Finnish kid that um, well he's big and he's not great. That played with the Colorado Eagles. They just got eliminated by the Stockton Heat. I just looked it up. His name is uh, Justice Anunen. First name flop, last name sweat. And then they had uh, Jonas Johansson for a while this year as yeah, well. It's yeah. not great. And Francois is a very talented goalie, but has. Um, He's got some Ranta traits, if uh, you can read between the lines. Bit of a hurt bag. Always hurt. Well, so too uh, seems to be their starter. This is my thing. So what What happened? Well, what happens is what we thought was going to happen. Neither team got great goaltending. No, I mean Both with, teams ripped it up offensively. Kemper. I don't know. I don't think it, Kemper knows. The Avs know. Is he worried about There's a lot of goals. My numbers are going to look like bleep. I got to get out of here. No, they waited too long for that. We saw all four last night. Another all four goalies. Another bananas game one for well, the Edmonton Oilers in their series. They lose this one 8-6. So he's late to get out for the second period, Kemper. And you're like, okay, what's going on there? We remember the Roberto Luongo toilet tweet. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, you know, guys play through stuff that isn't just, ow, my body hurts. There's other things, other factors. But then he's listed as out with the upper body, doubtful to return. We got multiple things, separate things. They were fixing his pad. There's just a lot of clues that didn't really lead us anywhere, I feel. 
Took a couple shots up high, but he's got lots of pads on. He's a goalie. Are you saying maybe he had some spicy jalapeno for lunch and shouldn't have? Uh, I don't know if he had the uh, spicy pork and broccoli too or much what. Fruit? But when he was late coming out for the second, that was kind of leading you down one path. And then it was like he goes to the bench and takes himself out. But then they say it's upper body. I don't know. Could be. Hmm? <laughs> it can flare up. Remember Lamar Jackson? Not the best. Sprinting to the locker room. <laughs> I'm going to need all new gear. It's a lower body issue. Oof. Skates, pads. Do we have new skates and pads? Because um, again, to recap. Well, see, here's the, the thing, though. Like, if it's uh, if he's having stomach issues, is that upper, or lower? But we know where that will manifest is is definitely yeah. lower body. Hmm. Or maybe he's just hurt bag. Or maybe, yeah, maybe there's something it's, else. It's not the first injury of his career. Because he left last series, right? Was it last series or first round with the eye injury? He got wow. I mean, that's stuck a fr- in the that's eyeball. That's a freak thing. Ryan Johansson's stick goes through the cat yeah. eye or jeez, oh, whatever they call it, right, right through the mask. So I, I guess my point was, I don't know that is that a recurring injury? No. Is that a nagging thing well, that's going they, to come up? I they brought that up. So. Yeah, maybe something or yeah, but we we don't know is probably the best way to go about this. But we knew, we knew. Goals, some shaky D. I didn't know we would see it on the Avs side. I didn't know they'd give up six, but as as you've said and as is clear, the Oilers are going to be able to outscore some of their problems. Oh, is, yeah. is there a game where they are going to be out of it to the point that their offense can't get them back in? Well, four goals isn't enough, but if you had a five-goal lead, maybe. We haven't seen that one yet for them to come out of. We've seen them come back from four-goal deficits. There's a goal post in it. Was Kane hit a goal post there? I think it was. It, 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 well, and Costing comes in and makes some big stops to let them hang around. Yeah. But I mean, at one side, the Oilers still have belief and they're going gangbusters trying to get back into the game. And the Avs are like, okay, we're up four and we know we can score, but like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You're trying not to slide into bad habits when you're up four, but you're up four. And yeah, they can create offense at will, it seems to the oil. Boy, Mike Smith, something special. Eh? I don't even know what to think about Smith. I really don't. Well, it's very Mike Smith. He'll be fine other games. He'll be horrible again soon. It's 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 uh it's a roller coaster, but if there's a team for him to play on, it's one that can score six. He's not gonna win you two one games very much, I'm thinking, in against Colorado. I looked this morning. So last night six. You go back to game one against the Flames, that three on 10 Mm. when he got hoofed. He let in five in game five against the Kings, four in game five against the Flames, four in the opener against the LA Kings, but also two shutouts this postseason. There you go. It's the full Mike Smith experience. It's the full meal deal. Yeah. Um, Mike Smith hates game ones, by the way. I don't know if you saw that stat. Well, here's the thing. You guys, uh, you know. There was a Wii thrown in there. Obviously, we don't like game ones of series, but um, that being said, we're, we're a resilient group that doesn't just roll over and die. That's an encouraging part. When you're giving up touchdowns in the last two series in game one, I, I think it's, it's not a good sign, but I think it's, uh, it shows a lot about our team that when we're down, we're, we're not out of the fight. And, uh, we'll continue to battle right to the end. And 
play for each other. So obviously that's a good sign, but lots to clean up. You know, they should have gone zone blitz there and uh, missed assignment. Touchdowns. When you're giving up touchdowns. <laughs> Mike Smith, five game ones with the Oilers in his career. Five of them. 0-3, a 6.77 goals against average, 8.23 save percentage, three hooks. And remember, he didn't get the loss last night. No, as he didn't in Calgary right? when he, he got escaped. pulled three on ten. Yeah, he That's the thing it. about him playing on a team that's going to hang a six spot. Koskinen. He was nowhere near good enough, and he didn't even get stung with the loss. The best goalie of the night takes the loss. Yes, correct. Although, I mean, whatever. I out there. He was okay, but at the same time, some goals there, bud. Bud? Some, got some goals there, bud. But it was a crazy game one. Crazy game. I would think that if we talked yesterday with Brunt about the ESPN audience and if you're trying to suck people in with the biggest superstar in the sport against Four another them, really. incredible superstar, a, one of the def- best defensemen in the world, and you put that in front of them, it's not what hockey purists are going to enjoy or, or, or say is going to be a winning recipe, but I would be watching game two. I'll tune in again. Oh, yeah. No, this is, uh, we knew this would be exciting. If they've got enough bulbs on the scoreboard there to replace the blown out ones in Colorado, fireworks. Let's go. That said, issues for the Oilers. You think? I mean, you have that offense, and you could also, you know what What else you didn't, you, you came back, to make it a one-goal game after being down 7-3. You also only had two power plays, on which you went one for two. So there, there's a t- throw another one or two potentially in on a, on a different night where mm. there's more power play opportunities. So they, maybe a five- or six-goal deficit isn't safe with this Edmonton Oilers team. Well, yeah, four hasn't been. But it was a bit of Puckerville when you were up 7-4, 7-3 at one point. That's weird. The mistakes that were made, um, the comp for goal, it's in kind of a weird awareness play from Duncan Keith. CeCe and Nurse are caught completely snoozing yeah, when Taves hits. Yeah, time with the Colorado forwards and they were with the Flames, I'll tell you McKinnon that. just blows by Nurse. Uh, Nurse turns the puck over on that Makar goal that's Elite onside D-man. offside. One of the best I've ever seen. Point is wide open. On the Rantanen goal, he skates in and just rip, rips it. I don't know. It, it, they were off on game one against Calgary, too. I don't know that this, as we've said a lot, this really doesn't necessarily mean anything about game two, except that you know you're going to get a more concerted effort defensively from Edmonton. It or, might not or matter, but Or it's going to try. be a short series. That's it, what we were saying after be, game one last round, right? It could be very exciting, but it could be an extremely short series. Exactly what we said about the Flames on May 19th, the day after they beat them 9-6. Like, we don't know. It really doesn't tell us anything except that that was one crazy game. No? 14 goals, one shy of the all-time record. For? Most goals in a playoff game. I thought 18 was that number. Hmm. 15 by the Oilers and Blackhawks in 85. Chicago-Montreal 8-7 in 1973. Game one against Calgary. 13 days ago. So was it series openers? And what am I reading? I think it might have been in a conference final. I think there's an 18-goal game 
I'll go check my the, the insider that tweeted it out. They, they were well behind pace the early on. Insider. Here. Well, clearly I'm not the insider. Well, that was all right. Uh, the 14 goals were one uh, shy of tying the record for any game this late in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This late, whatever. Why? April 7th, 1982, Kings beat Edmonton 10-8. That's 18 goals. There you go. Oilers defeated Blackhawks 10-5 in game five of the conference final. Chicago won 8-7. I don't know. Come on now. NHL. Old uh, Bobby Marketing Margarito is tweeting out the 10-8 game, so Guess I I'll shouldn't. take his word for it. Why would I believe the NHL and their group no, of no, statisticians? No, no, it's just worded silly. This late in a series? Come on. Like, what does that mean? Are we talking dates on the calendar? Are we talking games into a series? What, what, what rounds? Come on now. Get yeah, I'm dumb. It's dumb. It's, it's like, oh, it's, it's the highest dumb. scoring game in the last 13 days because on May 18th, the Flames and Oilers played a higher scoring one. It's like they're trying to get all dramatic. This happened less than two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, lots to, But lots to pull away from that game. The McDavid versus McKinnon. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good starts. McKinnon's got, uh, he's got the business face on. He was not celebrating. No, they panned right to him as they killed the final seconds off the clock. I guess there was a bit of relief with the Landeskog empty netter. And it was just absolute, like, focus. And, okay, like, how are we better game two? Like, not yeah. nothing in the sense of relief or satisfaction or joy. No hugging of teammates. No glove taps with buddies. It was stoic and almost like that. if you just showed that face to an Avs fan, before the game, be like, oh, boy, they're losing this. Mm-hmm. That's how dialed he is. And you remember how he last season ended for them. Post-game comments, very heated. We haven't won shirt. There's no satisfaction here. We need to do better. You could see not getting to round three last season was eating him. And it's a different story with the Oilers. They, they've Just getting to round two is kind of a big deal. They'd only done it once before. Now, they're rolling right now, but for the Avs, supposed to be here before already, right? Yeah. Easier to, easier to, well, both just wash it away. For the Oilers, you can because what right. happened last round. And for the Avs, you don't care because you won. We do it. Yeah, we got to be better. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. All right. So we'll see you on Thursday and just do it all over again. Uh, and for the Oilers, you kind of had fun with it last round. Jay Woodcroft. Really, almost, uh, you could take the clip from round two. Yeah, same clips. Well, we came in Scored here. six, should be enough to win. And we got blank on their goaltender, so uh, that's a good sign. Should be enough to win. And it, it's not wrong. I don't know where that leaves their goaltending, though. I think they go back to Smith for game two. but it, it, I mean, the Avs. Well, that's the better question, because you don't know if Kemper's available. Because now if it's Francois, it changes things for sure yeah i had two goalies directly reach out and say they liked franco's better than kemper but clearly the abs aren't the case or they would have split their starts the other way franco's is also the less known quantity he battled through injuries a ton in his career um but can be very good we've seen him going really hot runs he's a talented backup he's not an, an, a hoot at nor you know a journeyman bum. Hmm. This is a guy that's got the tools to be a starter. He just hasn't been healthy enough to do it. And for the Oilers, yeah, you go back to Smith. We had that conversation around ago. What do you do? You go back to him. Yeah, and and you feel good now that Koskinen's got some time. He's played a little bit. Looked fine. 
I mean, I don't know that it matters. You're going back to Smith, right? I just mean it, if you're now going to him in another situation, it means, well, probably not the best case scenario if Smith's well, yeah. coming out of the net I'd again. I'd be okay if they're going back to Constant again. You would, all right. And so, get back in there. Game two, Calgary Edmonton. Two goals early on Smith again. And we talked about it. Michael Backlund has a breakaway and whoop, loses the handle into the corner, goes. That could have been a second hook in a row. That to me is, I'm curious about how does Smith respond early in game two? Because as good as the Flames can be offensively, they're not the Avs offensively. And the Avs, they've, they've got a little more familiarity in terms of playoffs. They're, I think, a deeper club. Those top two lines, man, there's a lot of skill. Tons. Nichushkin with uh, McKinnon and Landeskog, and then you go Ranton and Kadri and Lekkonen. Like that's, yeah. that's a pretty deadly top six. And then they get depth scoring two from JT Comfer. Like it's, they're they have much more speed than the Flames forward group. I think they're deeper. And if you can get Smith swimming a little bit early, doing the old floppy flops, the chalk outline at the crime scene. What does Edmonton do if it's a second game in a row or Woodcross? Like, I think I should pull this guy. Now we got a goaltending conversation. I said it earlier, game two. If the Flames find a way to make that 3 nothing, Just hold on, boys. I just wonder what that, you, you think, big picture. Probably Smith gets yanked again. And do you go to him in a, if you lose that game, do you go to him in three? I don't know. I don't know what it means for Mike Smith moving forward. But instead, it became, became a 2-1 game. And we know how that ended. And we know how the series ended. And Mike Smith's still playing. And the Flames are off doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, well... I know you, you switched the goalies last round. I think the, whoever had McDavid in front of him and that crew mm. was going to win the series, right? It wasn't like, well, boy, that, he just outbattled the other. No, it was that one team's top forwards went off and the other guys were rather quiet. What if you switched Markstrom round one for Markstrom round two? I'd make that switch. Well, I, I mean, but you're I'm, still allowing a huge number of high-quality chances. Markstrom, after game one, was only a couple goals off expected, as crazy as that sounds. A lot of mistakes. I kind of went through. It's so stupid. The highlight pack. It like a five or a nine minute highlight pack, and you can barely jam everything in. I'm trying to write the pin report so here. And it's like how many of these fourteen goals can I get in here? Three, five, more than half of them are off really kind of shoddy plays. Turnover in your own zone. Turnover in the offensive zone that comes back the other way, off of a. Not tying up a, a man's stick, Josh Manson. That's you got to have Hyman's stick. We saw Hyman do the same thing last round. Back door. Somehow that pass gets through and he knocks it in. Uh, the CC Nurse. They get busted wide open by Nathan McKinnon. The um, the Nurse turnover. Like he he pumps it up to Kane on on the wall, and Kane can't. It's a hand grenade. He can't handle it. And then the the Macar goal, which I guess we should talk about. Macar nine seconds. After the Oilers tie it in the final minute of the first, get into the room, get your bleep together and come out and figure things out. But instead, it's a turnover and Makar skates in and scores. And the Oilers challenge for offside and it's offside. Clearly, it's offside. Why is this taking so long? This is an offside. Look how far he's, look how far he's offside. What are we doing? There's the puck when it comes into the zone. There's the skate. He still clearly hasn't He's cleared the zone. Way back. It's not the stick. What are we? What are we talking about? And then as we uh, after Gooch's challenge for offside, it's determined that the play was 
onside. Right? Oh. And then, uh, you know, and then Woodcroft is, uh, he wants to know uh, what happened. He wants to know what, what's the deal. What, uh, what is going on? That's right. And Kale McCarr allegedly, allegedly, apparently, apparently, didn't have control of the puck. Didn't have possession, apparently. He was just kind of just pushing it over the over the line. Hmm. I mean, and I then, thought he was kind of pushing it right to a spot where he was going to collect it again, and that is that that, that yeah. seemed to me like possession. And the other player gets his skates, get to the blue line before it's fully in. And so okay, so it's kind of a delayed offside, and it's a good goal. And I didn't. I was. I was in the Woodcroft camp. Like what? Well, a lot of people were back until it up, you dug it into up, the rule book. It, and then even even after hearing the the explanation, okay, well that said, now show me this again. Mm-hmm. And of course, there you speak of Bob, Bobby Margarita. Oh, it's a very easy call in my opinion. Hmm. Okay, good. Okay, okay, guys. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, it's very easy. Oh, was it very? That's a very easy play. Um. I guess I I understand it. I don't think it's the case. I what what constitutes possession? To say that McCarr doesn't have possession, it's not a foot or two in front of him, and he's skating into it. No, he's, he knows. Yeah, he's he's picked it up. There's no question of who's going to get that puck. Right? He's played it to himself there. I so now every time someone enters the zone, do you just take your stick off the puck while you yeah, skate in and buy up. time just yeah. to make sure everyone's on side? Come on, lift your stick up. Or does it? If you carried it in the neutral zone for a bit, is that possession? And oh, I didn't lose it. I just lifted my seat. No. Yeah. See, now we're into the judgment of what's possession. It's like football. Right? It's in the NFL. Was he in the process of making the catch? Into the football play? So huh? In the process of making the catch? That's right. Why well, he was one and two, and then a ball pops loose. Oh, here it is. Uh, the puck is over, and did he touch it? That's pretty chintzy, I would say. You could tell me they got it right. That's fine. I just. You I know, think I microscopically think, they did get it right. Yeah, but I think when you watch it in real time, no one was like, "Oh, that's offside." Or excuse me, the opposite. That's, no one was like, yeah, "That's, no, that's like, clearly no, on, offside." Like Take it back. But I mean, okay, it stings for the Oilers though. You could put them right on a power play, <laughs> and they score on the power play. Ding. So yeah, you go from a tie hockey game to all of a sudden bingo bongo. It's uh, then. You're chasing again. It felt like for the Oilers that they were chasing all night. Kane makes it one nothing. 36 seconds later, it's tied at 1. Hyman, as mentioned, ties it at 2. Nine seconds later, it's 3-2. to two. McLeod ties it at 3-3. Three, three. A minute 39 later, 4-3. And then they started to stretch it out a little bit, as we said. They got to a 7-3 lead. But to be on the road in a wild game like that, where the, you're, it feels like your goalie can't make a save, now your other goalie's in, you're fighting back. I do give the Oilers a bit of credit in that way. And then, yeah, they came back and made it a one-goal game. But All series they've been in, they have not quit anywhere. And that's... Give them credit. I'll give them credit. But I don't think... They're going to have to... Something's going to have to change. Because if they want to do what they did last round give up the opportunities and and just hope that maybe the avs fade like the flames did i i just think they're a better team than the flames and the the flames kind of 
looked a little like, oh, where's our best game? Where is it? I think the Avs can get to that more because they played a lot of playoff hockey last year's years. No, not in the third round, but yeah. you're in the final eight the last three years. You've played some intense hockey. It's, there's not a lot of new, fresh faces if, in terms of like big stage playoffs. Better team. But what do we know about the playoffs? Crazy things happen. It's a wild tournament. Everything changes. What you think you know, wait two days. Yeah. And it'll be the opposite. Not a lot of momentum. Uh, text line is open 960-960. It was never 3-3. You're, yeah, fair, thank you no, very yeah, much. I know. He said it the did McLeod, score on the yeah. No, the McLeod goal made it 4-3. to three, There you go. And then they Because got you it, just so. told us they scored on the power play after the 3-2 goal. Yeah. It's okay, dude. Don't beat yourself up. No, I couldn't care less, to be honest. Stop crying. Couldn't Take those less. tissues away from him. Suck those tears back in. That's the rule. They even showed an example from a Yotes game. Listen, I don't. No, I, it's, it's not true. that I don't understand the rule. I understand what delayed offside and how it just. I think he had possession. To me, that's possession. That's not a loose puck. Yeah, and, and there's what like thirteen hundred games a year. There's like five goals a game. Yeah. Okay, so you found us a couple examples. Cool. Like, yeah. What? And how many people were scouring through tape? feverishly to find similar I, I examples. I was going to say, it was a lot harder to find those examples than it would have been to find kicking motion stuff. Yeah. There's a ton of those this year that stood. And a lot of people, oh, karma, how about karma? I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Abs are good, but they'll need to be better. Oilers are good. They need to be better. It was an exciting game. The problem teams have had, not named LA, is putting the Oilers out. When you get them down, how do you put them out? Because they can score three in two and a half minutes. You'd think 7-3 would be putting them out, right? Well, and the Flames are up 5-1 and 6-2 in game one. You would think we've we've got a four-goal lead over the halfway point of this game. Like At what point well can you relax and be like, we've got this? It wasn't until the empty netter from Landeskog. And if you do relax a little early, well, look who's now within two goals again. And Dreisaitl again. That play he makes to toe drag around Makar, who's splayed out to try and make take the pass away and puts it on a tee for McDavid. The pass to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, that power play, man. Look out. Don't get, don't let them win. Don't. That's why I say they only had two. They got one. They went one for two in the power play. So as crazy as the offense was, the Oilers could get more chances because of power play time. Yep. Bananas. They, it probably wouldn't be crazy to suggest they could get more saves from their starter, too. And you said it yesterday. You've got this series, which now is even more bold bold lettered and underlined and highlighted it completely and then you've got the rangers yeah. with shesterkin and tampa with vasilevsky but no shortage of uh, firepower there true panarin Kreider, fox i don't think we have to tell you about stamkos kucherov headman like there's it's just that you actually have elite net mining not yeah we're i'm not asking eh. you if we're going to see all four tonight no and you know what like we talked about it yesterday darcy kemper can be a good one but he hasn't played that well of late. I really didn't like him in the St. Louis series. They allowed St. Louis to do what the Avs allowed the Oilers to do last night, which was you get a lead, you're going to need some saves to bury them, and he hasn't had a lot of those. He's at like a 906 this postseason. Like that's not good. It's I'm not saying he's not a number one. I'm telling you, he's not an elite guy. He's not a Vesna guy. And they paid big to get him a first and a prospect. They paid to get an elitish guy. Yes, and you know what? They're good enough you can win with him, but 
if they get through here, no matter who they face in the final, and, and if, because Edmonton could get through, they're going to have the second-best goalie in the final if they get there. There's no doubt about it. Now, the best two in the world are squaring off tonight, so it, that maybe isn't as huge a point as I'm trying to make it, but I just don't know if you have power rankings for goalies that Kemper cracks the top 10, and if you put the abs in the rankings for where they are in the league, well, they're pretty much the favorite heading into the playoffs. They're the favorite in the offseason. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as the team. They're the arguably the best team in the league. He's not anywhere near close to the arguably the best goalie in the league. But every team can't have everything. It's a cap, and every team would like to be a little better in well, some area than another, right? Well, Tampa Bay. Feels like they kind of have everything. One of the best goalies in the world, one of the best defensemen in the world, a couple of the best forwards in the world. Who's their best healthy center? <laughs> That's what they'd like to have changed. Uh, They're missing point. The the longer these series go, you kind of say, they're going to they're gonna do it again, eh? They're going to find a way to... Is that how this is going to go? Wow. <laughs> So is it uh, Kemper just doesn't play hurt? Is that what it is? Doesn't want to play. We don't know what it is, man. Who knows? Could be migraines. Could be a bad tummy. Could be an injury played through in the earlier round. Who knows? Jerry Bednar was asked afterwards, uh, is he available? He said, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Asked if Kemper is day-to-day. Bednar said, we'll see. Feels like day-to-day. Like? And for the Lightning, here's who they're rolling down the middle right now. You talk about, oh, Lightning are perfect. Uh, Nick Paul, Anthony Sorelli, and Ross Colton are their top three centers. Well, I, again, you are you have to fight to the death on no, stuff, I'm just hey? saying, like, it's a cap. Everyone's oh, you're got right. issues. Yeah, Tampa's no good. You're that's right. what I've said, yeah. I'm the guy that's picked up every well, round here. Come on. Warts all over this no, Tampa No, I'm just team. saying, look, they'd, they'd love to have point healthy. Everyone's got issues. Uh, busy hour two coming up. We'll talk to Bob Stoffer. He's in Denver. Had a front row seat for it. What did you see? Where is he on the onside, offside? Again, if you go and and look at it and you zoom it in and you see that where, where the puck is and where the stick is and yeah, it wasn't blown down offside, so it's clearly or or the linesman missed it. But whatever, okay, good goal. Bit of a turning point, but that said, was the fifth goal of 14. So, might not have been that big of a turning point in a way. Like, it felt like it at the time, and it wasn't nothing. And the power play after helps, but if you're going to tell me there's nine goals after that, <laughs> yeah, f- and there was 40 ish minutes to go in the hockey yeah. game, tough to have the backbreaker at that point. Does it feel to you a bit like? When we were getting down to millimeters on offside calls and reviews, and remember, you could review, challenge a bunch. It wasn't just once, and if you could, it wasn't always a penalty if you got your challenge wrong. And it was like, oh, look, his skate came off the ice, and it's a millimeter. Like you may have got it right by the rule book, but you missed the spirit of the play. Does it feel like that to you, or no? It kind of does, if if only because was it Nachushkin? Like it was so, or was it Randon? Was so I think it was far offside, right? Was he was a foot. His skates were a foot behind the line by the time the puck went over. I don't, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. It was just odd. But right? I, it's a unique circumstance to come across. But I get if you're an Oilers fan why you why you feel like, really? this? How is this? It feels very microscopic and minute. But uh, we'll ask the offer about a George Richards Hour 3. FloridaHockeyNow.com, his website, 
He's a longtime beat reporter covering the Florida Panthers who uh, are, have been out for a little bit. Won the President's Trophy. Looked like they were cruising. They, they kind of limp through round one and then get blown out in round number two. We'll talk to George about what the tone and tenor is, what the offseason will hold for the Florida Panthers. So a busy show coming for you. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome to the show. If you're just tuning in, if you're just joining us, welcome back or welcome or either way, program brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. A short drive from you. Little, uh, little perfect, perfect little venue. You need a nice little cozy spot for your company golf tournament. Boys weekend. Just a relaxing round. Sundry Golf Club. They have stay-and-play packages starting at $189 per person based on double occupancy. And those have been a winner. They've been doing that for a long time. There's some Central Alberta golf clubs that have been doing that. It's a great deal. Sundry, one of them. Go online, book your spot, sundrygolf.com. Benny Wags, the play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays, will join us to kick off our two six in a row for the Blue Jays. Season high. Rolling. Got a big double play, top nine last night. Still sweaty palms for all these things. One run games every night, apparently. And our boy going yard. Love watching the trot. Twice. Love watching the You're gonna get uh, the chubby trot. Love you're, it. You're gonna get your tunes today, don't worry. Yeah. I dig it. Six five beat the White Sox. They'll do it again today. Eastern Conference final kicks off tonight. Tampa Bay and the Rangers. Some hockey. Is there hockey coaching news? Is there... We do. We All right. Hockey from, coaching uh, 41 news. 41 minutes ago. And uh, some some golf controversy. Oh, yeah. There's, um, yeah. there's some very, very, very high-end sponsors that have been yanking relationships here. See ya. You're done with us. Yeah. It's all about money everywhere. How's that? Is that appropriate tease? I get enough there? I, I, I would stick around. If I were listening right now and I weren't me, I mean, because I can't go anywhere, I have to hear it. At worst, Dean's going to slide in some fart sound effects if it gets boring. Have those ready. And a shovel if I get a little too offside. I always have the shovel ready. And the farts, actually, too. That's always, always just kind of right like there. One holster and the other. Yeah. Pinder Report brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility. They're going to meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Ryan Pinder. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yep. Wednesday, Dean. Wednesday. Day six of the Calgary Flames off season. So how's that Johnny contract, Dean? Are we? I, you were not going to do time? this every day. Well, I mean, we, we lead with the Flames. We lead local. We have four hours a day called Flames Talk. Mm-hmm. When, like, we have to? Is there anything more to talk? Have they signed Johnny? You saying yes or no? I'm saying no. They've okay. not. They, there's no signing. Yes, no. Mm, what about? No, 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 okay. no, 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 Move along. Uh, do my, can you get your loving on the phone? Because no, I feel no, like no, 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 no. I feel like we could maybe he expedite. Doesn't, he doesn't give out his number. He's got to call here. Yeah, they call in. Can yeah. someone text yeah. him to call in? BT, call in. Come on, man. Let's go. Fine. We'll get to the action last night. Then I, I guess. I mean, 
Still have to fill an hour of Flames talk every day for the rest of the time. Sign somebody, give some news here. Let's go. Huh? It's almost like there's something there. It feels like there's some something digging away at you. <laughs> Deep sea. Game one here. of the Western Conference Final, Dino. Can't wait till nine. The Oilers and Avs. A lot of pregame talk about high, how high scoring the series could mm-hmm. be. And usually when all the hockey experts, or even just sports experts or media, when everyone agrees, we're almost always wrong. Last night, not wrong. Lot offense early. Let's walk through the game sheet together. Hope you have a glass of water. Please be seated. Uh, this might take a while. And the Oilers come up with a puck on the right-hand side. Yamamoto a clear. Nugent Hopkins at barreling to the net. Shot score! Evander Kane, his league-leading 13th of the postseason. Yeah, I mean, who's going to give him the $72 million nine times eight? Let's go. That's a decent playoff. 13 goals. I mean, if you like a goal per game, sure, but... It's not necessarily for... Yeah, no, that's a good playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto setting it up. Uh, he's been off the top line. Remember, they put Hyman up with the big boys in game seven. Still score. All right. Impressive. Uh, abs, though, wouldn't let uh, that bother them. Less than a minute later. Back door. Here's a shot. They score! Call J.T. Comper. 8-7-7 goals now. That's good. So, I got to hear that again. I missed something in there. Seven... Call J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Call J.T. Comfer. is like a lawyer. J.T. Wentworth, 877 cash now. Oh, is that what it 877 is? 877 yeah, yeah, goals yeah. now. 877 goals He's now. got the old infomercial See, going. That's, that's deep. That's not on McGahee. That's on us for not, that's no, on not us. being smart. And I don't know, you know, is that more prevalent there than here? Might be, yeah. American I, TV during the day. There's a lot yeah. of those. Dumas. Lawyer. Geographic. Oh, Geometric. Yeah. Um, geo, yeah. Geopolitical. Thanks for being there, Dumas. Got you. Preach. Geophysicist. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, one one there. Abs would score the next goal. Do you, can you believe we almost spent ten minutes without a goal in this game? Oh, I nearly fell asleep. Wow. Kinnan tries to tap it and he does. McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I am on board with McGay. He's our now. boy now. You realize that? I am so He's on our board. Boy. I love He's it. our boy. Yeah. Energy's there. <laughs> I love it. It's fun. <laughs> We're allowed to have, it's entertainment, Dean. We're allowed have to have fun. fun for sakes. That's right. 2-1 Avs. He beats the Smitty poke check. And okay, Avs are off to the races now, right? Well, hang on. Uh, before the end of the period, final minute of the first, Oilers. What? It's Kulak down low right circle. Back door, tipped home. Game tied. Zach Hyman, a goal in six consecutive playoff games. That ties a club record. You know what? We've got the best radio play-by-play head-to-head here in the Western Conference Final. Like one, These two guys are unbelievable. Love Jack Michaels. Always loved Jack back to his last case, his days. He does TV in the regular season. Because it's hockey night and all that, they slot him over to radio. Great energy. He gets its entertainment. Connor McGahee, he gets its entertainment. This is going to be fun. And lots of goals for them, too. Now, at the same time, we really don't like the guy in Tampa, and he's in that same mold. Well, I mean, there's two left, and there's one series much better than the other. I'll leave it at that. I mean, you got Sam, like Rosen, Sam Rosen, though. Jack three Michaels, to four. Connor McGahee, and then Dave Michigan. It's just, it's the shrill nature. Like, these guys, their goal calls don't make you 
Don't make your ears bleed. Yeah. Piercing. Don't needles. listen to Dave Mishkin calls on ledges or patios. Like you could, you could literally flop over and die. I do like how, ah. again, with Michaels, how excited he gets. He's almost like, yeah, I'm different. I'm a little angry. He's used up every last bit of breath in his life. The was all ours, you son of a. Somebody You're fired. Barely breathe. Daffy Duck and Vince McMahon. He's got some Vince McMahon in him. We got some Duff Man and Vince McMahon here. Good vibes. Let's keep her going. It's, uh, I'm losing track, 2-2. That goal with 23 seconds left in the period, so clearly it's going to be 2-2 at the break, right? No. I'm trying to take it back. They do! Oh, hail, Kale! Right when you need him! There he is, Mr. Dependable Kale McCarr lets it fly, and the Avalanche have regained the lead! <laughs> In the yeah. lead! Lead! Leads! The lead! You want, we got no stinking leads, man! Leads. This guy makes me want to be a play-by-play guy. He's a beauty. How much fun is he having? This was reviewed. This was controversial. Oh, was uh, apparently didn't have possession, so Nichushkin was able to tag up, even though yeah. the puck went in before he was out of the zone. La-di-da, they look at it. It counts that with 14 seconds left in the period, and because the Oilers challenged and lost, right back to the power play go the Avs early in the second. Kadri shot. Rebound is loose. Kadri gets it back. He shoots and scores. The Kadri man can! Indeed he can. Quite a season from him. Six on the postseason. Landeskog and Ranton in the helpers. Four, two, abs, just like that. And it felt like floodgates, but hang on. Minute and a half shot, right circle, save, rebound, score. Ryan McLeod brings Edmonton to within 4-3. I thought we'd get a little more excitement out of Jack there. Nothing grisly and... No, it'd be a bad play. I don't know what happened to Kemper there. Hmm. Got it, didn't have it, didn't see it. Easy one for McLeod. Uh, less than a minute 40 later. Yeah. More. Backdoor, Rantanen. Off the post. Oh. No, it's in! The moose is loose! I'm, I'm worried about the color guy. Did he just blow a disc in his back or was he... Can we hear it again? Yeah. The post! Oh. No, it's in! Something. What's going on in there? Yeah, maybe. Excuse me. You're at work now. <laughs> it's like when somebody sneaks up behind you and kicks you in the back of the knee. Uh, like, uh, uh, up the post. Uh, no. uh, yeah. And nearly went another minute and a half without a goal. Almost. Um. Back one timer. McCarr. Tipped in. Score. <laughs> goal JT. Comfer. Eight, seven, seven goals now. <laughs> I like it. I've lost track of goals, but there were still more from the Avs. A former Oiler gets in the act. Let's try to hear this. Two on one for the Avalanche. O'Connor holds. Pass back door. Wide open. Cogliano. He shoots and scores. Hey, Mumbo. Mumbo Cogliano. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're on board. We're in. We're all in on him. Oh, that's great. We're now all living vicariously through Connor McGay. Hey, Mumbo. Hey, Mumbo. Mumbo Cagliano. 31 seconds later. It was 7-3. So now good. it's 7. Held in by Evander Kane. Dry side of left face off dot. Drag move cross ice. What timer score? Connor McDavid. And this game is not over. Old McDavid had a farm. You heard that this morning oh, on the DA show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that says 8th of the postseason. 7-4. Hang on now. Because we remember game one, May 18th. At the Scotiabank Saddledome, the Oilers would not go away despite a pair of four-goal deficits. Bouchard lets it fly, deflected a couple of times. Through Cassie, curled in front. Rich shot score. And Edmonton right back in this game. 
Zach Cassian with a deft pass off the skate of an abs defender and right onto the tape of Derek Ryan, just like he drew it up. Two goal lead now. Hmm. Excuse me. Three goals. There's a lot of goals, Dean. Off to the third we go. That was the, the opener. They'd add another. Comes off the board, tries on a backdoor score. Edmonton has cut it to 7 6. There he is. Vince, <laughs> you're fired. We'll see you at SummerSlam. What a play. I mean, great play by Comes Drive. off the board, tries on a backdoor score. Edmonton has cut it to 7 6. <laughs> Stupid game. And it was tense. That was the 12 36 mark. You wait too much time. We so know we're getting time. more. So much time We've seen left. Goals within a minute and a half of like six goals in this game already. Empty net. Landeskog steps in, makes a good play. Intercepted by Landeskog. Feet from Barry Landeskog. Open net. You betcha. Oh, captain, my captain. Eight six the final. Kemper left with injury early in the second after being late to return to the ice after the first intermission. Mike Smith. Got the hook, but not the loss. He only allowed six on 25. I don't know why he'd get pinned with anything. Everything is happening. Yeah, it was a lot, Bob. I know. Um, Mike Smith, game ones with the Oilers. Not his best work with the blue and orange. Um, We read the stats earlier this morning. He has been pulled in three of the five game ones he's played as an Oiler. A goals against of 6-7-7. Just get me seven or eight, boys. And a save percentage of 823. That's in the game ones. The game ones as an oiler. Yeah. Sure the left side. I shit my pants last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I'm- yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the only guy to have a tough go. Tenth highest scoring game in NHL postseason history. The highest scoring game since way back to 13 days ago here in Calgary. Game one against the Oilers. I barely remember, yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, game two tomorrow night at six. Let's hear from uh, our buddy, Jay Woodcroft. Well, um, all of the games that we played against them have been one basically pretty close games. Now, the other games in the regular season were a lot tighter defensively on both sides. Mm. Um, you know, we, we scored six goals on their goaltending tandem tonight in their building. That should be enough to win the game. Um, for me, you know, there's things that we have to do uh, in terms of um, preventing. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I think it's not about what you what you get. It's about what you're giving up. And uh, we gave up far too much tonight. A lot of game one vibes from last round. A lot of them. Yep. A, a ton of similarities. Smith hook early. Post-game audio sounds the exact same. Messaging the same from the head coach. Only difference here is we have an interesting injury situation for the Avs to deal with. We don't know if Kemper will be ready for game two tomorrow night or not. If it's not, it's Franco's. Yeah, planting the seed of doubt or trying his best to do it. We scored six on their tandem. In their building. In their building. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't mention that mm-hmm. Nav scored eight on his tandem. Mm-hmm. But uh, who? how do you predict? Because we sat here and we told you how tame and calm game two a round ago was going to be, and it was 2 nothing so fast. Need mm-hmm. another hook. Right? Nearly. And uh, now all of a sudden if Kemper can't go... Interesting wrinkle. Uh, Let's move. Tonight, Eastern Conference Final begins. Now, the host in this series isn't maybe who you expect. Because one team is, you know, won two cups and resting for quite a while here. The other uh, played two nights ago. Games one and two will be played in New York City. New York City. Oh. 
Tampa's been off for a bit. They allowed three goals in uh, that one game. No, that one series against the Florida Panthers who won the President's Trophy. Uh, Resting, but no Braden Point expected tonight. Uh, Tampa, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah, Champa Bay. They've they've got. He doesn't want to leave. Why would you ever want to leave Tampa? Out of all the teams, you just feel like if it, there's one that has their their bleep together, yeah, and it's John Cooper and his boys. It's funny we talk about this. Group. Not one ounce of evidence. It's the mm. same as this bullshit yeah. about Marty Saint Louis being traded. Never happened. He doesn't being want traded to in New York for Callahan. Heart and soul, are dude. Yeah. Uh, that six o'clock tonight. All these six o'clock starts, eh? So great. Just as soon as the flames are done. Son of a gun. On Broadway. Both networks, you know where to find the games. It's the same place they've been on all playoffs, Dean. And we have some NHL coaching news from less than an hour ago. We have the 32nd head coach in Montreal Canadiens history announced officially today. Now, we knew it was going to happen, but they did remove the interim tag. Marty St. Louis, don't give me that shirt. It's the same as this bullshit about Marty St. Louis being traded to <laughs> New York for Callahan because he doesn't get along with Iserman. What a bunch of shit that is. <laughs> don't give me this shit. You're going to trade Marty St. Louis, who has a no-movement clause. He doesn't want to leave. <laughs> uh, uh, for Callahan, who's a kid, I like him. He's a heart and soul, but he couldn't score more than 25 or 30 goals in his f***ing lifetime, and he doesn't play all the time because he gets hurt because he plays like he's six foot five. <laughs> I'll take lot. you, and then I'll t- March 5th, 2014, Martin St. <laughs> Louis traded from the Tampa Bay Lightning to the New York Rangers for Ryan Callahan. About Marty St. Louis being traded. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got it. New York for Yeah, yeah it would right, never sorry, happen. Yeah, no, it wouldn't happen. Except no, it would no. exactly happen a few weeks later. I will say this. Marty St. Louis got a little test drive in Montreal. Didn't want to leave. Didn't want to leave. He's good. He's the 32nd head coach of franchise. In New York for Callahan. <laughs> okay, yeah. we got to fail. You let go of this. Got to move on here. Three-year contract. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. He did a good job because yep. he got them playing well, but he also found a way to finish last in the NHL, and he was doing a good job, and they picked first overall. They win the lottery, the drafts in Montreal this year. Quite an eventful few years for the Habs here when you think of multiple coaching changes. Stanley Cup final, Carey Price's drama, GM gun, new guy comes in, big trades both ways, adding, subtracting. It's been wild there. But it's not like they've plucked one of the highly touted coaching candidates from the American Hockey League. No, it was a peewee league, and I don't know that he was highly touted. Right? It was just a... <laughs> This is a guy who has positive wives and positive is, wives only. you know, bilingual. And if, if, there, if there's a guy that you can look at that defied the odds and knew what hard work was about, bring him in. What is it, uh, St. Louis? That's German name? He's English and German in his two quite. languages? And how about Cole Caulfield? Gold Caulfield. He, he responded immediately. Well, it's Shark Guys Union. That's right. Sticking together. How big Suzuki? He ain't that big either. No, he's sure got you. Right, too. so that's what you got. So I'm worried about Josh Anderson. He's a big guy. So big, yeah. Small guys can get play well. Get him works. Uh, let's go to the WHL, shall we? Good idea. Oh, why wouldn't you? I love the dub. Yeah. Well, it was Game Seven last night between the Blazers and Thunderbirds and Kamloops. That's right. Blazers don't turn it over to Svekovsky. Wrong guy in front. There's a shot. They score. Davidson again. Puck turned over. Svekovsky got it to Davidson. 
Pete he Davidson. He it home, 227 into the period, and that's a mistake. I didn't know he was that young. He's Saturday Night Live and playing in the West League. Congratulations. Seattle Thunderbirds rally again in the series. They're off to the WHL final. The Ed Chanel Cup. Good people. It's hard to spell Chanel. Uh, it's like to buy a vowel. Um, I'll spin again. Uh, L. I'll spin again. W. Oh, boy, I really can't solve the puzzle, team. Uh, S A no. But yes, good people. And they'll face the Edmonton Oil Kings. Speaking of good, twelve and good, and in the water here in Edmonton. Yeah. Well, they're getting different water. Well, maybe they're both in the same water. Good luck. Twelve and one this postseason of the Oil Kings. And we told you, St. John, New Brunswick. That's where the more cup is this year. Uh, Major League Baseball will go what, there. What was that? I'm not sure. I'll just move along. Pretend yeah. like it's a character in Trailer Park Boys or something. Kinda, you went to Bubbles, but then there was something something else happened. There. Blue Jays opening three games set with the White Sox last night. Missing a couple players <laughs> due to vaccination status and a lot more to injury. Kevin Gosman against Lucas Giolito. Good pitching matchup. Neither had a start this year between the two. Where they've allowed more than three runs. That's pretty darn good, right? Bottom of two. Jays are down one nothing after a home run from Andrew Vaughn, but they respond. Alejandro Kirk at the plate. Giolito from the stretch. Deals to Kirk, and he drives one in the air out to deep left field. Vaughn back at the wall. Stops. It's gone! Yeah, the big lead for the Jays early. Gosman would allow two, though, in the fifth. Hmm. Finishes his night three earned runs. That's his worst start. Three earned runs. That's it. Okay, we'll take that. Six hits, five Ks. Bottom half of that fifth inning, though, the Jays would add. 0-1, line to the gap in right center field, sinking fast. That's down for a base hit in between Hernandez and Springer. Springer will play the bounce, rounding third. Here comes Sheets to the... That was definitely not the play we called for, but the bottom half of that inning, the Jays were back at it. Runner goes the 3-2, swing and a miss to finish the ball game. Okay. A 2-1. Uh-huh. Swinging a high fly ball out to deep left center field. Angle stops at the wall. It's gone! We'll just play the Alejandro song and pretend we got those highlights right. All right. 6-3 Jays through 5. Worst start of the year for Giolito. Todd Richards comes in and uh, soiled himself. Todd. <laughs> Todd. Reese McGuire. Pair of doubles for the dollar store enthusiast. 6-5 uh, through 6. Jays bullpen. Clean innings from Garcia and Merriweather, relatively. Romano in to close it out. Uh-oh, two men on, no out, but he gets a double play ball. And then, with two outs, the final out, which you probably heard in the wrong spot there. 6-5 Jays win. They've won six in a row. Their 15th one-run lead, of uh, one-run one run win of the season. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That equals last year's total. They played 162 times last year. Yeah. They played, like, less than 50 here. They've already played and won as many one-run games as last year. That's wild stuff. Wild. Crazy, crazy. Uh, six in a row, now 28 and 20 on the season. Hyunjin Ryu, been good of late. Three starts since coming off the IL. Tidy numbers. 15 and a third and just three in runs total over those three starts. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm going to give you five. I'm going to allow maybe one or two. Okay, that take that. ERA down to five and a half. Boy, tidy work. Uh, other news yesterday after we spoke with Stephen Brunt in the morning about him. Ryan Barucki, designated for assignment. Out of options. That likely ends his time in the organization. But... When you have a chance to call up Trent Thornton. See ya. Okay. Good luck to Ryan wherever he lands. It's not going to be in Buffalo. 
NBA game one still not here yet, even though they've known the teams for a while. They're really gonna. You know what the NBA does? They screw up the finals tonight, though, right? Tomorrow, and then Tomorrow. well, if they're playing Thursday, it'll be Thursday end because they're in San Fran. That's Thursday right, end, yeah. Sunday. No Sunday. Hmm. And then they go to Boston and they'll play Wednesday and Sunday. You think of all the sports, what basketball with how the final five minutes of the game goes and the schedule goes, they're not going to be put bullied into Russian. We're going to take our time. We're going to do whatever they're we just want. Like, yeah, you know, we can get really good ratings here. Oh, but sir, that's three weeks after game four. Yeah, I don't care. You can, they can oh, whatever. Go, give them an all-star break in the middle. Think of care. how desperate people will be for a game five after that's right. three weeks. We're going to starve them. And that's the after that Survivor episode that everyone gets upset. So the ratings will be huge. People yeah, will be watching. All about TV. And, uh, yeah, here's some news from the golf world. Do you know the Saudi-backed tour that's set to start up in a couple of weeks? No one wanted to say their name. I'm not going. I'm, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson has committed to playing the opening event, which happens to overlap with the RBC Canadian Open. Those first three letters, RBC. Uh, one of his major sponsors before today. Yeah, so it's he's kind of not the showing double, up at uh, one of their title events, the RBC Canadian Open. Already, Graham McDowell, another RBC golfer, no logo on the shirt today at a press conference. He's committed to going to play in the Saudi Tour as well. Sixteen of the top hundred players in the world, and there was one spot left open in the field. Phil Mickelson has not said he's there or isn't, but I think we could guess. You know, if he wants to, that they do have exactly one spot left for him. And this is going to be tough for the Canadian Open. It's going to be the first event for this massive money tour right the same days in London, England. This tournament, the RBC Open, total purse, $8.7 million. Which is very, very normal for a PGA event. The uh, Saudi, $25 million. That's the hook. Eight, uh, sorry, so $4 million to the winner in the Saudi event, $1.5 for the RBC. Yeah, and it's not an RBC versus that's a PGA Tour yeah. versus the Saudi Tour thing. That's what that's that's what they're saying. You guys should be making more. The PGA is taking all your dough. But for DJ, it's giving the middle finger to the PGA and a sponsor. And the, the right? PGA has said if you compete in this tour, you could be facing bans from the PGA Tour. You're not going to be able to play events. Now the four majors are not PGA events. Augusta National is a tournament run by Augusta National Golf Course, like the Masters. Yeah. British Open's the Royal and Ancient, the Golf Association, in uh, obviously overseas. U.S. Open is run by U.S. Golf, not the PGA. Like this isn't he, you can play all four majors and go play Saudi Tour and make tons of money and still compete in theoretically Ryder Cups and things like that. I guess I don't. They're know. Gonna, if if they're going to have to chase the money, it. you cannot play in the majors. No. You're not going well, to. The Augusta, ma- they don't have control you're... over the majors. That's my point. Just... There's not a major the PGA controls. So, weird stuff. But uh, if you want money, like Dustin Johnson's probably interested in, yeah. Or if you're selling the the angle from the shark, Greg Norman, it's, oh, no, this is this is what's going to make the PGA better. Okay, we'll yeah. see. That's your pin report. Brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all your competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Busy hour two coming up. Bob Stoffer, Oilers Radio. We'll join us at the bottom. We'll get into game one and what to expect in game two between the Oilers and Avalanche and Ben Wagner, play-by-play voice of the Blue Jays next. Sportsnet 960, the fan.